Far Risk, only podcast in Boone. And today I am with Evan, the owner of Loser Wasteland. And it's a great clothing company. It's located out of Boone. You all should check it out. You know, links will be in bio. Uh, Drop just came out today. Um, Super stoked about that. Evan, what you got to say to these people? What's up? I (laughs) I just, we're out here on a Saturday, a beautiful Saturday in in Boone, North Carolina. It's storming. Um, Kind of tired. Uh, I've been kind of going nonstop, but it is what it is. (laughs) Hell yeah. What you been up to today, dude? logistical like bullshit um and then after i did that i added the video that i posted earlier um and i did all that and then i got it done posted everything uh everything up and ready to go uh and then i dropped it and then yeah it's now just chilling right now focusing on like figuring out what i'm gonna do for more shoots and like promotion and stuff so hell yeah, yeah. so i want to i want to get down straight to the nitty-gritty so Loser Wasteland, I found out about it through a couple of my homies, Duke, and then Jake said he knew you on a ride here, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, so, Loser Wasteland, man, what is it, so what, what started Loser Wasteland, what made you want to do this? Okay, so, I was 17, yeah, 17 in high school, senior year of high school, I was working a job at that point, like, it was making, like, a consistent paycheck, so I had some money accruing, and, like, it was the first time in my life I was like, I could actually do something like outside of what I like outside of the means that I used to have. So I was like, ah, uh, I don't know. So I was like thinking about it, and I've always wanted to do something like art based, but I was never like the artistic kid. Like I didn't take any art classes in high school, didn't know anything about that stuff. All I knew is that I liked listening to music and a lot of like I liked art. Like I just liked consuming art, and I didn't really make much. I started like sketching and stuff, and then eventually I was like, I'm gonna fucking make the clothing brand. And then, so I just, like, researched it, uh, figured out, like, a local print shop, made an embroidery design for the first shop on this, like, really hideous orange sweater. I fucking hate that design. <laughs> I never fucking wear it. It's in my closet just because, like, archival purposes, but oh, yeah. fuck that piece. That, that was an awful decision. Um, but then the second drop was a lot cooler. I actually like, screen printed some shit. I was really stoked with the graphics. Um... And then I kind of continued, and then I've kind of just taken hiatuses and come back. So it started at Loser International, and then I switched it to Loser Wasteland just, like, before this most recent drop. And that's what, like, the new brand name is, and that's what's going to be moving forward probably forever. Um, and that was just because I felt like I kind of outgrew that name. I didn't really like it that much. I never really, like, used it. It was kind of just, like, one of those things that I did, and it was, like, it was, like, it was kind of just that way, so I never questioned it. So I just, like, let it, let it chill. Like, I was like, yeah. whatever. I'm not going to... Now, to, you know, it, it worked for the time being, and uh, but then I kind of came up with the name, and it kind of stuck in my head, and I just was like, I can't, like I have to, I have to do this, so I just, you know, kept doing that, and then, uh, yeah, so now it's like Loser Wasteland, and it's just a lot of stuff. Like this most recent drop is called Loser Crew. Okay. Um, so there's like a subgenre of punk music. It came out uh, like mid '80s, and it kind of, it, it's still around. Like there's still like bands that pop up that kind of call themselves youth crew bands, but that. It's just called Youth Crew. It's essentially like it was a straight edge punk band kind of movement, and they all basically like it was kind of like this aesthetic was like you know like uh, varsity jackets, blue jeans, and Jordans, and like they would wear like 
they would wear like jock clothes and they called it like jock clothes and they took a lot of imagery from sports and stuff and I was really like fascinated with that like how they appropriated yeah. sports and like imagery but didn't really care about that shit they were just like you know it, it just was like their thing they wanted to look like like jocks they wanted to like and they were just like trying to do that and then like it was just really cool I really like the aesthetics it almost reminds you of like hip hop style too because yeah. they were wearing like Jordans and shit you see like shows of these guys jumping like 12 feet in the air and they got Jordan 1's on and you're just like whoa <laughs> like that's that's yeah, crazy yeah. and it's like so I was like really obsessed with that, like especially for like a lot of quarantine, I've just been getting like super into punk music. Mm-hmm. So I just was like super inspired by that, and eventually I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely one of like, I, I just like started doing art, and it was like inspired by what I like whenever I make shit, it's like inspired by what I'm doing. So then I like made just a bunch of designs based off of basically that punk movement and like what mm-hmm. I what feelings and like imagery that I identified with that movement. Yeah. And and kind of put it onto clothes and, and made it. Hell yeah, bro. I, I, fuck, I really, like, I fucks with the whole, like, the loser brand, you know, like, uh, you sent me, you sent me, like, a Google Drive of, like, the shit that was dropping, and dog, like, those are nice designs, bro. Like, um, I would say, like, well, growing up, um, especially my senior year of high school, and, um, over quarantine, like, my, a friend of mine, uh, Dylan Allen, he's a fashion designer, and, like, we really stayed clustered together me and my homies like with this 80s london punk stuff like we really all we were just obsessed with it bro like the leather pants the docks and the um, my homie invested in some rafts all that shit like some geos yeah of course yeah bro (laughs) that that shit like the vivian westwood shit and like yeah just like that era stuff like it really just changed like everything like i don't know like that it was just, like, such so genius. Like, at the same time, like, early punk music's kind of crazy because, like, all those bands lasted, like, a year or two and then, like, half the band would, like, you know, fucking just, like, die. Like, just, like, self-destruct. Mm-hmm. But, like, the whole image of what they were doing was, like, so, like... It was so tight. It almost reminds you of, like, you know, rappers that have kind of done a similar thing sort of, like, Tyler has and, like, you know, Brockhampton has with, like, their image and kind of, like, really, like, having, like, a very strong, like style and like it's very mm-hmm. like everything is cohesive like when you look at them you're like oh like they they know what the fuck they're doing exactly they're very bro. smart how they're doing it like mm-hmm. and i mean you know like the sex pistols like no offense they couldn't really play instruments that well like they weren't like the best band in the world but their their fucking image carried them all the way and like even when you listen to them today you can listen to their music and you can't see them but like you can hear it like you, i don't know it's like it's attitude yeah bro it's kind of it's really sick i fuck with that shit hell yeah bro and like when it comes to, like, the, you know, uh, the punk-inspired things and the Vivian Westwood, you know, when it comes to rappers like Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi Vert, like, people have very heavily followed, you know, it, they very much showed that image of just, like, this flamboyant punk stuff. Yeah. But it's it's not bougie to where you can't rock it. It's just flamboyant in a way that is just, like, I don't know, rock your leather pants, who gives a fuck, bro? Exactly. It's, like, I don't know. There's, like... There's always, like, a weird, like, debate amongst, like, people that are into fashion. It's always, like, fashion or function. And, like, there's always, like, people that value, like, shit over other things. But, like, put on a pair of Yeah, like, of archive pants. page owners. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's people. There's people all over the place. But when you put on a pair of bondage pants, you're, like, tripping over all the fucking, like, straps hanging off of it. You still feel fucking cool. You exactly, know? Like, bro. Even though, even though you can't really do much in them, like, it's still fun to wear it sometimes. And, like, I don't know. I find it really cool when people, like, like, when you just look back, like, those people, like, 
would like those were like their only clothes half the time. Like what they would mm-hmm. wear is like that jacket, t shirt, and pants is just what they wore every day. They washed it in the fucking sink probably. Exactly, like, bro. That was the fit. And like honestly, like it was just, you know, it's fucking sick to like look back at that. But like I definitely think that like I, I do like the classic punk shit and I think it's really cool, but I, mm-hmm. I do see like a lot of like brand owners kind of like taking from that. And like even like with mm-hmm. like, you know, Playboy Cardi just did a whole lot of red, like the album cover was of the uh yeah. The fucking, uh, was it Slash magazine? I forget what that, I think it was yeah. Slash. It was, you know, the old LA punk magazine. And uh, he took, like, all, like, the imagery and stuff from that. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, like, sick. And, like, I definitely think that can be done tastefully. But, like, I, I really like, I mean, I'm, like, a hardcore kid. So, like, I just, like, listen to hardcore music. So, like, that kind of style and just everything is kind of, like, really drives me. And, like, mm-hmm. I love, like, crew shit. I love, like, the, like, is it hardcore? You get, like, all these, like, interesting elements of, like, style. And, like, different bands have different, like, different, like, different style and there's a lot yeah. of it's like a cool community for sure like some of the coolest like fucking album covers like I don't know all the Youth of Today album covers are fucking sick like both the, well there's only two albums but like they're both like just like I said like just these dudes just like jumping Jordans on varsity jackets like yeah, screaming about being vegan and like not doing drugs which like you would think would sound like lame and cringe but like they sound really cool and you're like hmm. like you actually like want to like hear exactly. them out and shit so it's like it's, it's super cool and like I don't know I just really fuck with it, so. Hell yeah, bro. So, so for for Loser Wasteland, what is your, what's your goal with it? Like, of course, like, it's going to be the clothing brand, but, like, um, future plans, um, well, what do you have in mind? Yeah, so. Like, I mean, for upcoming drops and so on and so forth. Yeah, for sure. So, like, the drops are probably, it's going to be similar style, like, to what I'm doing now. I'm very happy with it. I feel like I'm making my best work I've ever made, but, um, I mean, like, in the future, I don't want loser kind of. I I don't want it to just stay like a like a clothing brand. Like the ultimate goal mm-hmm. with it is, I want to take the funds that I make with it and eventually put it back and set up. Uh, like you know, obviously I'm in college right now, but the plan is is you know I'm gonna graduate. I'm gonna move somewhere. And I'm gonna just be like working there. You know, just trying to like pay my way. And then eventually, like, once I get enough money, I would like to open up a physical location and wherever I settle down at. And then out of the physical location, it's gonna be a store not only for my stuff but like. I'm gonna showcase, you know, local art, mm-hmm. you know, small brands that might not be local that I fuck with, people yeah. I know, you know, just like local people, people I know, give people a spot to do art exhibitions where they can go and sell their art, where, you know, like if they're, I just get like the whole like high art versus low art thing, so like, mm-hmm. you can't like walk into like, you wouldn't be able to walk into like fucking, like, I don't know, a big art gallery with a bunch of fucking old boomers saying, oh, this is, this is a $130 million painting, you can't like take it like a collage in there and be like, can I display this here? Like, if you brought that shit into me and I liked it, I would fucking display it and you can sell it for however the fuck much you want to and I'll just put it on the wall and somebody will fucking maybe buy it, you know? So yeah, I want to, like, bro. have a spot where people can do that and then also on, like, weekends, you know, clear the, the showroom mm-hmm. and then, like, have shows in it. So it's just, like, a community center and then while all that's going on on the art side, I would like to, out of the back, basically, run, like, a mutual aid kind of, like, reach out community, reach out center with, like, harm reduction, giving out clean needles, giving out test kits, etc. Mm. Um, giving out protection, giving out yeah. basic necessities, like in the wintertime doing coat drives at the store and then using mm. that outreach center to, to give them out to the community. So like, I want to have a place that not only people can come and shop, consume, buy art, they can come and get their basic needs fulfilled for free. And mm. that way, you know, at some point, people, you know, are going to be able to pass it on. And then I'm hoping that, that it can make more of an impact that way. And I don't know. I don't... I'm not content. I'm not like the type of person that's trying to be like, I'm going to make the next V-Loan. I'm going to sell t-shirts for $150 and they're going to, 
you know, I'm going to make $100 on each t-shirt and then I'm going to flex it and I'm going to buy it like a Bugatti. Like, I've never been about that. Like, yeah. I'm a simple person. I'm in an apartment right now. I probably got like 200 square feet to myself. I'm cool with it. Like, that's all I yeah, need. So exactly. it's like, so I'm, I'm, I'm chilling and like, it's, you know, it is what it is. So like, I just like, I want to focus more so on like what I can do as a whole rather than like on a small scale. But like, mm-hmm. definitely like, the, the brand will keep going regardless because I'm like always going to want to like express it through art but I would like to move into other forms and I want to sell like actual art like that's not just on clothing like I want to make originals and shit like that and yeah. sell that as well but that'll come down the line when I when I have more time to do shit like that but for right now I'm focusing on the one thing that I really want to focus on to get the best at which is the clothing so mm-hmm. I, I I feel what you mean when it comes to like the expanding of like um, you know your brand itself and I love it because most of the creators that I've gotten to talk to on this podcast um, around our age, like have a similar mindset. It's like, we need, you know, it's just like, if we want to grow, why not grow in all areas? Like before I did any sort of production or podcasting, like first thing I ever did was photography. Yeah. Um, you know, I did, I hated it, you know, oh no, I loved it, but I hated like, you know, hometown shit. I only yeah. did weddings yeah. and I, you know, I wanted to do shows. Yeah. And so, you know, I finally got into that realm, uh, worked on clothes for a while, and, you know, I'm here now. But it's just having that um, versatility and especially a creative, like, community is just very important because, you know, there, you don't, you're not off the bat going to have all these people who are going to be like, yeah, I'll help you with this. Like, yeah. Luckily, Jake over here said he would be on Fall Risk. Shout out Jake Dodskate, the new <laughs> photographer for Fall Risk, by the way. Member number three. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, it's really good to have all this yeah. versatility. Yeah. Um, because, you know, at first when you start in any sort of art craft, you, you got to like, you got to learn something about it. Because there's not just going to be these people around you who are going to fill in these spaces. So it's a lot of self-discipline and self-learning of these things. Yeah, exactly. And I just, yeah, I find that just really cool. Like, I really love that you want to like, create a space for like, that's kind of what this podcast is supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be for Boone, like the community of like, I guess, North Carolina and greater. But, yeah. you know, we're all creators in one place. And there's a lot of us who just don't know each other. Exactly. And it's just, it's really cool to have, like, you know, a space for people. And I, I love the idea of having a place for, like, you know, kids be doing acid and shit. They can't test that shit. They don't yeah, know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just, you know, being able to have a place where you can go and get stuff that, you know, society wants to tell you is not okay, but people are still going to do it. Like, you know, and, like, it's not just, like, I, I just want to be able to, like, direct, like, like, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have role models. They don't have people that they can ask questions to. They don't have... It's hard for them to get the answers that they seek sometimes. So I want to have a space where, you know, kids that might be into, like... It's like, you know, coming from the punk scene, like, a lot of of kids that come from my scene are, like, very damaged people. Like, and that's... Mm -hmm. You find solace in that and kind of just being, like, together and, like, and enjoying that. And sometimes, you know, when you're, like, when when you are damaged, you need a place to go where, like, you know, you can get some help, you know, regardless of what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, I want to be able to have a place where they can turn for something... That can meet their like artistic and needs for expression, but also their fucking basic needs too. Like you can't really yeah. express yourself if you're fucking hungry, you know. Like mm-hmm. try try sitting down and doing a project while you're like starving. Like you can't That's do that, see. and like it's just it's not. Yeah, so you just want to make sure that there's like a way for people to do that. Maybe mm-hmm. even have like a 
sort of like how like Farm Cafe is up here, where you can just go and like make a donation for however much. So like if you if you can't afford food, you can go and eat for free. But if you can, you can donate for the people that are eating around you for free. So have yeah. something like that too would be like you know sick as fuck. It's just like I just want to like I don't know. It's probably like thinking way too big, but like not at all. Bro. I just want to start taking steps in that direction, and you know if you take enough yeah. steps, you'll get there. It's just but yeah. I just so wanna... there's a garage on King Street. <laughs> um, it's going up four hundred dollars a month. Like, very soon. I thought about maybe investing. Yeah. So, if by chance you would be interested. I would probably be interested. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a space off that. Yeah. And, like, especially with, like, you know, the vaccine dropping, you know, mm-hmm. best drop of 2021, definitely. Oh, gang. Shout out 2021. <laughs> got we got Moderna, that vaccine. Moderna's inside of me now, so. <laughs> Johnson, Johnson. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, so, I got that shit, and I'm, I'm super, like, I mean, honestly, like, I'm just ready for shows to get back. I feel like. Same. I feel like the COVID has had, you know, the disease itself has killed and made such an impact on society, but the the impact of quarantine on society has also been just as, you know, devastating on people's mental health and shit like that, so I just can't wait for people to be able to get back out and get those good vibes again and shit, you know, safely, obviously. I'm, I'm mm. glad that, for the most part, like, shit's been pretty, like, most musicians that I, know, I follow haven't been trying to do, like, COVID shows and shit like that, mm. so, like, for the most part, it's been, like, it's, it's cool to see them, like, respecting that. Because I know it's hard, dude. Those people, they don't make much money, dude. Like, and they, mm-hmm. they can't make shit off streaming and, like, all their money's off live shows. So, mm-hmm. but I've seen, like, hella shit in LA where they're just doing, like, like COVID shows and there's, like, you know, 300 people there. Just, yeah, like, like boozy. I get, like, them, sick bro. watching that. I'm like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. God. Like, like yeah, I think, like, one artist that is, like, out in LA did a show and then he literally got COVID from the show. Like, and then I was, like, posting it. Like, it was worth it, though. I was like, oh, I think that's the message you should be spreading, but, mm-hmm. you know. It was it was funny as fuck, like to, to to like just like karma, instant karma type shit, like. True, bro. Yeah. Irony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, I just can't wait for this shit to be over so we can have shows again and we can just like safely do shit. <laughs> Me too, man. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a ride, like for sure. Like, COVID has definitely like put me like you know in a real like depression at points for sure but it's also put me in points where i've just been in my room like bored as shit like well i guess i got to create something because i'm not doing anything else exactly. you kind so, of it's kind of forced you to like really like sit with yourself and like there's mm-hmm. a lot of power that comes from that like yeah being in a room with yourself for like you know a couple months you you you, you develop a lot like and like you said like sitting down and doing art like my like just my art since the beginning of the pandemic to the end it's just like Hell yeah, just, bro. Like, honing and then, like, removing everything from around you and kind of just, like, being by yourself can be really beneficial sometimes, so... Exactly, bro. And the thing, like, uh, this is gonna be on, like, uh, some episode at some point, but I interviewed this man called Max Foster. Mm-hmm. Um, shouts out, cult classic record label. Um, he's the owner of the label, and he's a musician out of Nashville, and he talked a lot about self-discipline and the art you know, in art in general, it's like, you have to, if you're not comfortable with yourself, over time, you're going to have to form some sort of connection with yourself to where you can create the art you want to. And you you have to like, it it takes some introvert. Like, I'd be in that like that room right there, just like editing four or five hours. And like, I don't talk to a soul. And you know, it's all right, because I'm like creating stuff. Yeah, exactly. You're kind of talking with yourself, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's all kind of like, it's all, I don't know, it's all intrinsic at the end of the day. It's like when, whenever you create something, it's you, 
like for me personally, it always feels like I'm just like processing like everything like that's around me and outside of me. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then I process it intrinsically and then eventually it kind of just comes out and, you know, whatever piece of clothing or, you know, I might write a poem or, mm-hmm. you know, just do some shit like that. But then like also like there's like a lot of cross inspiration that happens when you're just making a lot of stuff. So you might do one thing that inspires a different thing that like is like better than the first thing. And it's just like super cool to do shit like that too. Yeah. Especially, like, when you're just, like, chilling and, like, working on stuff. It just comes naturally, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it really, like, I don't know. When it came to, like, being by myself in a room, it really led me to try and find as many different types of things in the same art form that I can just, like, push together. Yeah. Like, I don't know. the upset, Like, uh, I have an obsession with stars and, like, fall risk is supposed to be, like, you know, falling, all yeah, that. Yeah. So, like, it just, I don't know, it really pushed me to, like, try and, like, different things that I was doing separately, just try and, like, crunch them together and, like, make it better all together. Yeah, for sure. And I think that you can even take non-artistic elements and mix it with your art. It's, oh, like, yeah. it's so interesting, like, when you actually, like, sit down and try to make everything kind of meld together into one thing, mm-hmm. you can really, like, you can, you really surprise yourself. Like, it's, it's, it's really crazy, like... Yeah, bro, like, just in your daily day, like, just going through the events of your day, just finding little bits and pieces throughout the day that can inspire you, it's just, it's very crucial. Yeah, and then, like, with, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a day-to-day life, and sometimes I feel like when I have, like, a creative block, the only thing I can do about it is, like, just go out and, like, live a little bit, and then come back, Mm -hmm. and, like, try to create something then, and usually it it helps, like, most of the time, like, Mm -hmm. I can just, like, just kind of like clicks again once you go out and you, you see something and it just makes something happens in your head and you're like and it just comes out in a different way when you go to like draw or paint or whatever your art form is rap you know anything it's just it's crazy yeah bro i, I hate getting those blocks like I, I would say that's the that's the biggest downfall of any creator bro is like a block because you either get out of it or you don't yeah. and you know like you said going out and finding the like you know, you would go out and you would see stuff. It's that's crucial. That's that's what people have to realize when they're trying to create stuff. Is like everything around you, you have to try and take something from it. Yeah. Because longevity is a thing, and in a regular nine to five career, you don't have to worry about that shit. Exactly. You'll just go up the ladders eventually from working there enough. But with the creator, it's it's called just like. How can I top myself each time? Well, how can I make this better yeah. each time? Yeah. Uh, it's really crucial. That's, like, the interesting thing, because I feel like, I mean, like, as, a, like, a creative, you look back at your old work, and you, like, fucking hate it. Like, oh, yeah. I hate everything yeah. I've ever made. Yeah, bro. exactly. Oh, and, like, it's, I don't know, like, I, once you, like, I feel like you have to, like, you have to hate everything you make mm-hmm. in order to eventually love stuff you make. So, exactly, like, bro. When, you, when you're, like, when you're working on stuff, like, when you start loving it, like, I mean, I'm, I love this entire drop. Like, I was really happy with every piece. Like, I was very stoked with it. And I feel I feel better about this than I have anything I've ever made. But, like, you know, like, at the end of the day, I still very much, like, the, I still look back and, like, oh, I could have changed that. Or I could have done this. Or I could have, like, you know, mm-hmm. always, oh, yeah, there's always one thing that you feel like you could change. But, like, I feel like, you know, you, you always want to be able to, like, do that. Because, you know, if you're never, like, if you're never 100%, like, on, like, if you're never, like, uh, like, if you're never, if you're ever like really sure about something, like mm-hmm. you always need to make sure you second guess yourself because then mm-hmm. your first assumption and your first go at it might not always be the best. And like I've learned that over time, like it doesn't hurt to like 
try to execute an idea multiple times. So say like I want to make one design. I yeah. should, like I, I sometimes these days I'll make like three different types of it and then yeah. I end up with a way better design. And yeah, like trial I trial and error. Yeah, exactly. I used to just make it one way and then just like just like stare at the same one, but like starting again and then again mm-hmm. helps you just like view the design in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And I mean that that was a process I did with the uh, like the short sleeve white tee on and the straw. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it evolved from like a completely different design with none of the same elements and then I eventually yeah. made it into what it was and I was like yeah like it's, it just like clicks sometimes and I feel like like when you have a creative block you could also try to do something like that where you just sit down and like just kind of have to like focus in on one thing which I have ADHD so that's like impossible <laughs> sometimes like I'm always like bouncing around and shit so but like I mean um with uh like when I sit down and like look at shit and like one thing it like really helps me just like understand it better to like yeah. a way better extent and how you were talking about the trial and error, like, when it comes to people who, you said you started this at 17. Yeah. I completely understand that. Yeah. Like, I got into photography 16, yeah. and I'm at this new thing right now. Yeah. But that's a, like, to people who don't create and, like, you know, want to start, that's a real intimidating thought to them. Yeah. Is like, oh, well, this isn't good enough. I'm just going to give up. You know, they yeah. don't think I can try a different thing or like interpret this into a different way it's just like they you know they're intimidated by the fact that they they think it's not good enough and they think people aren't liking it but you know it's like in order to get that constant progression you need to just you need to just work at it bro the self-discipline yeah exactly and i mean yeah just like working at stuff i mean that's kind of why i call my brand loser because i didn't know who the fuck i was doing i was like i'm not qualified to be doing this anyway like i, I was figuring out as it was going so like and I've always had this kind of, like, weird, like, affinity for, like, not, like, I've never been, like, good at one thing, and mm-hmm. I feel like that, I, a lot of my life I view that as a weakness, I was never good at a sport, I wasn't particularly smart at school, I wasn't, I, I wasn't, like, a good skateboarder, I couldn't skate for shit, I, I like, I like skating, I just can't do it, like, I'll be real, like, <laughs> I got scars to prove that I can't do it, <laughs> like, bro, I can't so, do no tricks, yeah, I can ride exactly. the board, yeah, though, this I, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can barely, yeah, so, like, I was never, like, I never felt like, like, and, and, like, I was never good at music, like, I couldn't pick up an instrument and learn it and, like, actually feel, like, motivated to keep up with it, mm-hmm. and then, like, I kind of just, like, so, like, that idea of loser kind of came from just, you know, trial and error, and, like, you know, you might try to, you might think, I want to make clothes, Yeah. so then you start making clothes, but then you realize, like, you know, you're, you don't like it, and I've worried about that a lot of the times, doing, like, my shit, like, when, when you kind of feel like, like, you'll hit a block sometimes, and you'll be like, am I doing the right thing? Like, should, yeah. have I been wasting my time? Like, I'm, like, and, like, I feel like you have to, like, consider what you're doing a lot, and don't be afraid to, like, step out of what you're doing and try a different medium, because you might like that way more than what you're already doing. And Very true. You, you, exploring other medias teaches you how to do, you work in your media better, your medium better. And no matter what, at the at the beginning of each medium you start at, you're not going to be comfortable. You, you have to make yourself comfortable over exactly. time. And I think that, like, you can also by pushing yourself to be uncomfortable and using mm-hmm. a new medium, you can create something that you would never have been intended to create because of your uncomfort. And there's something valuable exactly. in that as well. So pushing yourself to be uncomfortable can also create a, 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 like a, a, a bigger, like, you know, a, I don't know, just a, a better idea in general. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. So where are you from, bro? Raleigh. Raleigh? Well, Apex. You're, you're from the area, Apex. so you actually know where I'm from. So, like, yeah. Oh, so, I'm from Charlotte. Oh, you're from Charlotte. Well, he, he's from Durham. and um, Or Shelby. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, Shelby, which, which is, like, on the way to Asheville, right? Like, out the other end of Charlotte? Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's 45 from Charlotte, honestly. Gotcha. And it's, like, our Asheville. Gotcha. Uh, I never got to spend a lot of time in Asheville. Yeah, but, like, 
I've always like seen it in like bands that I've worked with in Shelby and in Boone. Like yeah. they're from Asheville. Yeah. And it's a really chill place from what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I've met a lot of people from Asheville, and I've I've been out there a lot to like, just like you know, see like hang out with my friends and see them yeah. and shit. And um, it's a really cool town. There's like a really cool scene there. I think that in North Carolina has like one of like the most unique ones. And there's a lot of like big mm-hmm. musicians that live out there. Like. Elvis Presley lives up there. <laughs> you know Elvis Presley. Yeah. Did you know he threatened the lead singer of uh, of uh, um, oh god, what's the name about self help? Sounds about right. What? Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, I got a, I got a forty five. Like, he, like he was like, yeah, he was like threatening because like the lead singer of like self help like was like fucking around with him. I don't, I don't even remember the, the context of it, but I saw it on Instagram and it was literally like Elvis Presley and they blocked him after and he was like, yeah, I got a 45 with your name on it or some shit like that. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You. But, um, yeah. And then Indigo de Souza is from uh, Asheville, if you ever heard their music. And then um, you know Angel what? Olsen lives in Asheville too. Angel Olsen. You know anywhere from here? Uh, from Boone. Uh, they're from oh, Asheville. Oh, oh sorry. And I, I th- anyone from like Boone. I, yeah. Uh, I've never heard of them though. You know, uh, Tongues of Fire? That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah this man. <laughs> yeah, Tongues of Fire chill, bro. They're, um, I don't really know how to describe them as a band. I haven't worked with them in a while. Yeah. But, um, it's real Asheville. It's real nice. It's, it's, it's cool. punk, but, um, it's also, like, emo punk. Yeah, like, I'll have to check I like them out. it There's this one band from Charlotte that I've been bumping recently. I have to, Stress Fractures. Stress Fractures. They go hard as fuck. Emo from, like, emo band from Charlotte. Uh, I've been trying to, like, learn every punk band from North Carolina. So for, like, hardcore bands, uh, Magnitude is a fire, yeah. straight-edge punk band from Charlotte. And then there's a band called, um, fucking, uh, God, I just left me, Fading Signal. And they're out of Raleigh. And okay. they, they just got signed to, uh, I think, Safe Inside Records, if I remember correctly. And mm. they're, they're really their, their most recent EP they came out with earlier this year was like one of the best punk EPs I've heard this year so far for sure. And um, oh, yeah. you listen to Gulch? Gulch is fire. Fuck yeah. yeah, sin in my heart. Bro. Did you see? Did you hear their new split with Tsunami? I have not. Oh, dude, that shit was. I know you messaged me about Tsunami <laughs> one time. Yeah, Tsunami goes hard, dude. If you like beatdown music, like I just like when I do like yeah, dude. I was watching a Tsunami show and they're like in some weird ass like lounge and there was like walls around, but there's just people like like it was like the, the weirdest venue. It looked like a golden corral, dead ass. <laughs> like it was, it was the, <laughs> the oddest thing I've ever seen. But there was like it was like a Halloween costume night. Tell me why a motherfucker came dressed up as a boxer and just was just had boxing gloves on just fucking railing people in the mosh pit it was like i was like man thought it was fight night like he just came he came prepared like it was it was fucking hilarious but yeah gulch and tsunami split that they came out with this year was fucking crazy hell yeah yeah i highly recommend it but yeah gulch goes hard their live shows look insane they do bro and um yeah but out of out of north carolina i just got a a t-shirt and a tape from this punk band called tizzy out of uh out of Raleigh, and they're super dope too. They only have this little demo tape out. It's only on Bandcamp, but oh shit, recommend, hell yeah! Yeah, I recommend checking that out. But yeah, I'm trying to make like a like a comprehensive playlist of like every North Carolina punk band I find, and like I'm gonna like make the definitive North Carolina punk playlist. But yes. dude, I only I've only done Raleigh, Charlotte, and then like I know like those dogs out of Boone. I would say like I don't those know about dogs. many like punk bands that are kind of like based up here right now like, it's a lot of jam bands a lot of here. jammy bands a lot of like emo acts too. yeah a lot of santeria type yeah for like real. aesthetic 